Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for August 27th. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this Bible, 365 one-year study Bible, New Living Translations. We thank you for the editors and the publishers, Lord, and the people who put the money to put this Bible for the body of Christ. And Lord, may these recordings someday bless somebody, Lord. Lord, we just give it over and dedicate it to you, Lord God, that we, we have a giant project here, Lord, <clears throat> to record your Bible, to record, record your word so others may enjoy it in years to come. And Lord, we just dedicate this project to you, Lord, that, it, <clears throat> that you will grace it with your power, your love, and your success, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <clears throat> August 27th, right? Mm-hmm. And who are we reading about? Job chapter 23, verse 1. <clears throat> okay. It's my turn. <clears throat> 27. <clears throat> I was always the... Okay, then Job spoke again. <clears throat> Job 23, 1. My complaint today is still a bitter one, and I try hard not to groan out loud. If only I knew where to find God, I will go to his court. I will lay out my case and present my arguments. Then I will listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Would he use his great power to argue with me? No, he will give me a fair hearing. Honest people can reason with him, so I will be forever acquitted by my judge. I go east, <clears throat> but he's not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he knows where I am going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Beautiful. But he knows where I am going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. For I have stayed on God's path, I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but I have treasured his words more than daily food. But once he has made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. No wonder I am so terrified in his presence when I think of it. Terror grips me. God has made me sick at heart. The Almighty has terrified me. Darkness is all around me. Thick, impenetrable. Darkness is everywhere. Why doesn't the Almighty bring the wicked to judgment? Why must the godly wait for him in vain? Evil people steal and land by moving the boundary markers. They steal livestock and put them in their own pastures. They take the orphan's donkey and demand the widow ox as security for a loan. The poor are pushed off the path. The needy must hide together for safety. Like wild donkeys in the wilderness, the poor must spend all their time looking for food, searching even in the desert for food for their children. They harvest a field they do not own, and they glean in the vineyard of the wicked. 
All night they lie naked in the cold without clothing or covering. They are soaked by mountain showers, and they huddle against the rocks for want of a home. The wicked snatch a widow's child from her breast, taking the baby as security for a loan. The poor must go about naked without any clothing to harvest food for others while they themselves are starving. They press out olive oil without being allowed to taste it, and they treat and tread in the wine presses as they suffer from thirst. The groans of the dying rise from the city, and the wounds cry for help. The wounded cry for help. Yet God ignores their mourning. Wicked people rebel against the light. They refuse to acknowledge its ways or stay in its path. The murders rise in the early dawn to kill the poor and needy as night. <clears throat> he is a thief. <clears throat> the adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No one will see me then. He hides his face so no one will know him. Thieves break into houses at night and sleep in the daytime. They are not acquainted with the light. The black night is their morning. They ally themselves with the terrors of the darkness. But they disappear like foam down a river. Everything they own is cursed, and they are afraid to enter their own vineyards. The grave consumes sinners, just as drought and heat consume snow. Their own mothers will forget them. Maggots will find them sweet to eat. No one will remember them. Wicked people are broken like a tree in the storm. They cheat the woman who has no son to help her. They refuse to help the needy widow. God in his power drags away the rich. They may rise high, but they have no assurance of life. They may be allowed to live in security, but God is always watching them. And though they are great now, in a moment they will be gone like all others, cut off like the heads of a grain. Can anyone claim otherwise? Who can prove me wrong? Then Bildad, the Shuhite, replied, God is powerful and dreadful. He enforces peace in the heavens. Who is able to count his heavenly army? Doesn't his light shine on all the earth? How can a mortal be innocent before God? Can anyone born of a woman be pure? God is more glorious than the moon. He shines brighter than the stars. In comparisons, people are maggots. We mortals are mere worms. Then Job spoke again. How you have helped the powerless. How you have saved the weak. How you have enlightened my stupidity. What wise advice you have offered. Where have you gotten all these wise sayings? Whose spirit speaks through you? The dead tremble, those who live beneath the waters. The underworld is naked in God's presence. The place of destruction is uncovered. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundaries between day and night. The foundation of heaven trembled. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. 
By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Job continued speaking. I vow by the living God who has taken away my rights, by the Almighty who has embittered my soul. As long as I live, while I have breath from God, my lips will speak no evil, and my tongue will speak no lies. I will never concede that you are right. I will defend my integrity until I die. I will maintain my innocence without wavering. My conscience is clear as long as, as I live. May my enemy be punished like the wicked, my adversary like those who do evil. For what hope do the godless have when God cuts them off and takes away their life? Will God listen to their cry when trouble comes upon them? Can they take the light in the Almighty? Can they call to God at any time? I will teach you about God's power. I will not conceal anything concerning the Almighty. But you have seen all this, yet you say all these useless things to me. This is what the wicked will receive from God. This is their inheritance from the Almighty. They may have many children, but the children will die in war or starve to death. Those who survive will die of a plague, and not even their widows will mourn them. Evil people may have piles of money and may store away mounds of clothing, but the righteous will wear that clothing, and the innocent will divide that money. The wicked build houses as fragile as a spider's web, as flimsy as a shelter made of branches. The wicked go to be bed rich, but wake to find all their wealth is gone. Terror overwhelms them like a flood, and they are blown away in the storms of the night. The east wind carries them away, and they are gone. It sweeps them away. It whirls down on them without mercy. They struggle to flee from its power. But everyone jeers at them and mocks at them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me a comment, honey. Uh, the very beginning, um, I really, you know, this puts everything in perspective. But he knows where, uh, well, first of all, um, in the book of Job earlier, we, we read about the courtroom of heaven. Hi. Hi, where did it? Hi. Uh, we're not supposed to do that according to the word. Oh. It's oh. so early in the morning, anyway. Um, anyway, in the book of Job, it talks about the courtrooms of heaven, right? Don't do pochettos. There's a courtroom in heaven, and there's vaults. Amen. Okay, so here it says, he's saying, if uh, Job is saying, if only I knew where to find God, I would go to his court. Amen. I would lay out my case, okay, and present my arguments. And that, so I really like how that kind of just talks about the courtroom of heaven but then over here in number 10 I really like where he says but he knows where I'm going and when he tests me I will come out as pure as gold okay God knows what you're going through and as you go through your test and you pass the test with your using the joy of the Lord as your strength you're going to come out gold Amen. and then um, 
you know, and <clears throat> towards the end there, um, <clears throat> it says here in that 11, after, I think it's 24 or 20, 27, 11. Uh, okay, I get mixed up in these numbers. But anyway, it says, the foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. Okay. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just, I love this, because it went in my head. It says, these are just the beginning of all that he does. It's only the beginning, you know, and, and things that we we desire or we need or, you know, the blessings that we see, we could just always go with, it's only the beginning because God has so much available to us. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Amen, huh? amen to that. <laughs> okay. And uh, How you have helped the powerless, honey. Yeah. How have you saved the weak? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I, li I like what it says there. You know, who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? And the word came in my head, who? Who can? No one. No one can understand or comprehend his power. You know, it's just so massive. And, um, you know, I think this is a really important thing to learn. As, I, as long as I live, while I have breath from God, my lips will speak no evil. Got to keep that on the... You know, remember that life and death are in the power of the tongue, even for people we don't, you know, feel, um, you know, where we may feel differently about. Um, anyways, that, that's what I got. <clears throat> that's wonderful. You know, uh, reading this, <clears throat> I really like the way Job says that you help the widow, that you help oh, yes. the, the um, you know, he's laying a foundation that the Bible says three great people he mentioned and like Job and, and maybe Daniel and, yeah. some, and someone mm -hmm. else and they said that they all help orphans and widows as their foundation mm -hmm. King David yeah. their foundation and one of my goals in life is to go back where I was you know in the poverty that I was born in and make some kind of a plumbing school call it a plumbing school but in reality it's going to be life skills for little children you know, uh, a goal is to teach people how to how to have skills to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, um, and to you know give back someplace where I was born. You know, to help orphans and widows. You got to yeah. be an orphan to enlist, and you have to be a widow to come and get. You know, uh -huh. that would be great, huh? Yeah. In another in a in a part in a in a, in a country. You're probably not going to get any thanks about it. You're probably going to get fines, and people will come against you. But then they'll accept it, right? There's three three categories. How do we say? We say shock, uh, shock, aggregation against it, or uh, aggr uh, uh, you're aggravated. Yeah, or or you know you angry. you come against it. Yeah. First you're angry, then then you 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 uh, you're shocked and then you're angry. You you say things against it, and then the third is you accept it. It's the normal sequence of um, grieving of negative people, okay. really. Yeah. Okay, uh, today's study in Job 23, 11, 12 says, Job did not totally disagree with his friends, nor did he claim to be sinless. He knew that the wicked would be punished mm -hmm. 
He was simply asserting that, in his case, a righteous man was suffering while admitting that he was not perfect. A righteous man was suffering while admitting that he was not perfect. Job maintained that his motives were right. If he was sinning against God, Job wanted to know if there was sin for which he could repent, he would. We are always likely to have sin hidden hiding in our lives. Sin we don't even know about because God's standards are so high and our performance is so imperfect. However, Christ has forgiven even the tiniest sins we don't even know are our sins. Romans 5, 1, 8, and 1. The Bible also teaches that even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. 1 John 3, 20. He forg His forgiveness and cleansings are sufficient. They overrule any nagging doubts. Amen. That's why we always tell the newcomer, Amen. if you yeah. blew it, say, thank you, God, I messed yeah. up, and don't right. feel bad about it. Right. You know, thank right. you, God. Just get up, like you said, get up and get going. Yes. Like Job, if we are truly trusting God, we can come to boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Hebrews 4.16, we can claim sinless lives, but we can claim forgiving lives. We can't claim sinless lives, but we can claim be forgiven life. Beautiful, huh? In other words, the Christians are just yes, forgiven. Yes, yes, beautiful. When we confess our sins to God, He cleanses us by the blood, He forgives us, then we can live with clear conscience. And that's where we are today. The devil will put you on a corner uh -huh. and try to make you think you're, you're a sinner mm -hmm. or, you know, other people's attitudes. But in our, our, in our no, I know that He lives... And he, my, my, he's my redeemer, and I'm cleansed. Yeah, I messed up. Praise God, I'm a mess up. Hallelujah. You know, but I still keep my integrity by keeping my joy and my humor intact with him. Don't don't be Fernando up. He's, he's, he is a sinner. Yes, he is yeah, a sinner. Yes, but God has forgiven you. God has forgiven me, you know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm cured from sin. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, um... It says in 2 Corinthians 1, 12 to 2, 11, We, Paul and his co-workers, can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world. And especially toward you. Our letters have been straightforward and there's nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us. Even if you don't understand us now, then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us in the same way we're proud of you. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice. First on my way to Macedonia, and again when I return from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You have been asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make my plans carelessly? Do you think I'm like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, our word for you or word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preached to you, 
and as God's ultimate yes he always does what he says hmm. for all of God's promises and have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes resounding yes <clears throat> and through Christ our amen okay Christ is our amen which means yes ascends to God for his glory it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ he has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the final installment that guarantees everything he's promised us now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth the reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke but that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice we want to work together with you so you will be full of joy for it's by your own faith that you stand firm amen so I decided that I would not bring you grief with another painful visit for if I caused you grief who will make me glad certainly not someone I have grieved that is why I wrote to you as I did so that when I do come I won't be grieved by the way by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy surely you all know that my joy comes from my being joyful I wrote that letter in great anguish with a troubled heart and many tears I didn't want to grieve you but I wanted to let you know how much I how much love I have for you I'm not overstating it when I say that man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me most of you opposed him and that was punishment enough now however it is time to forgive and comfort him otherwise he may be overcome by discouragement so I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him I wrote to you as I did to test you and see if you would fully comply with my instructions when you forgive this man I forgive him too and when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit so that Satan will not outsmart us for we are familiar with his evil schemes amen Um, Paul did not enjoy the reprimanding of his friends <clears throat> and Proverbs 27 6 says wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy sometimes our friends make choices that we know are wrong if we ignore their behavior and let them continue in it we won't be showing love to them when we don't make any more any move to help we show that we are more concerned about being well liked than about what will happen to them. <clears throat> we show love by honestly sharing our concerns in order to help these friends be their best, very best for God. And we should be open and willing to listen when they do the same for us. Confrontation is scary for many people, so they avoid it. For others, confrontation is exciting and they like the adrenaline of the experience. But in both cases, love must guide us. 
Whatever side you fall on, be careful to let love motivate and guide your decisions. Uh, amen. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to read First uh, uh, Corinthians 1, 19. You know, where it says, For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, or 18, Assuredly, as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. Would you like it in the... Uh, Another translation, just a little amplification on it. Is that all right? Can we have that moment? Which version do you have? I kind of like the version I just read. Okay, read it again. It says, um, uh, Timothy and I preach to you and as God's ultimate yes. Okay, Yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Amen. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. <coughs> Ooh, Did you, and and you see the, <coughs> the mark that says, which means it's a yes to? It's a yes, ascends to God for his glory, which means yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. <coughs> Over here it says on the... On the Good News Testament, uh, it says, Perhaps you think that all along we have been trying to defend ourselves. Where did it go? 12. 2 Corinthians 12. 1.15 or 1.21, is it? No, it's 7.17. How did I take advantage of you through any of these messengers I sent? I begged Titus to go. 2 Corinthians. Oh, chapter 1. Yeah, chapter I'm one, on chapter 21. 12. <laughs> okay, like... There we go. Okay. In planning this, did I appear fickle when I make my plans? Do I make them from selfish motives, ready to say yes and yes and no and no? At the same time, as surely as God speaks the truth, my promise to you was not a yes and a no. 19... For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was preached among you by Silas, Timothy, and myself, is not one who is yes and no. On the contrary, he is God's yes. Jesus is God's yes. Wow. For it is he who is the yes to all of God's promises. Amen. That is why, through Jesus Christ, our amen is said to the glory of God. Amen. That's beautiful, because... When we say the word Jesus, we say yes to his promise, right? Amen. We pray in the name of Jesus because he's, God, he gives the victory and everything is beneath his feet, all the evil and the, the defeat, and we've got the victory. But I like the way that says it. When I got a promise, that's through Jesus. It's always a yes. He says yes. He's yes to his promises, right? Amen, right. So that is so cool. Okay, now I'm going to read it in the easy-to-read version. Uh, do you think that I made these plans without really thinking, or maybe you think it made plans? But if 18, but if you can believe God, then you can believe that what we tell you is never both yes and no. 19, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the one that Silas, Timothy, and I told you about was not yes and no. In Christ, it has always been yes. The yes to all of God's promises is in Christ. And that is why we say amen through Christ to the glory of God. Good news, 
Okay. Uh, one more. Okay, the message. <clears throat> message Bible. It starts at 19. Are you now going to accuse me of being flip-flop with my promises because it didn't work out? Do you think I talk out of both sides of my mouth? A glib yes one moment and a glib no the next? Well, you're wrong. I try to be as true to my word as God is to His. Our word to you wasn't a careless yes canceled by an indifference no. How could it be? When Silas and Timothy and I myself proclaimed the Son of God among you, did you pick up any yes and no? On again, off again, waffling? Wasn't it a clean, strong yes? Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In Him, this is what we preach and pray, the great Amen. God's yes and our yes together, glorious evidence. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting His yes within us. By His Spirit, He has stamped us with His eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what He has destined us to complete. Amen. Amen. Um, one thing that in number in chapter number 22... Well, after, right after that, 20, 21, it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, listen to this, he's commissioned us and he's identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Explain it to me. Well, first of all, it's the it's God who okay, it's God who enables us along with you to stand firm. It's God who gives us our faith to stand firm for Christ, our rock. So He's given He's commissioned us and He's identified you and me. As his own that's huge that's like he's mine you're my husband if I could say that God says you're mine and that's it he's identified you as his own okay that's huge uh, by but it says by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts we're no longer a people of hard hearts we got the Holy Spirit moving in us you know uh, it replaced the stony heart, like it said in Ezekiel 34 or 35 or 7, one of those. So the Holy Spirit being in our hearts, but it says, this says as the first installment that guarantees everything he's promised us. It's in other words, when we go to heaven, you know, like we say, we, we know we're born again. Right. That's the Holy Spirit in us, the love of God that compels us to do this day in and day out. Yeah. This is we're changed individuals by Christ. Right. I like the way this translation uses yes in Christ. In Christ, yes in Christ. Yes, yes. Um, yes. The anointing of Christ, the uh, the grace of God. Amen. Okay. Amen. Uh, so I have heard many pastors and even myself say that, that God says that he needs to hear a, a strong affirmative yes. 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 Yes, yes Lord. Yes. And amen to your promises. Amen, amen. 
you know, it's it's just such a direct hit that we need to get into the other heavens. You know, that's why we'll clap our hands and run around and say yes and amen to your mm -hmm. promises when the presence of God is here, when we feel it. Amen. You know, the thing I told you that we do in Zumba sometimes, there's this song they do and we go back and forth this way and we turn like this twice and we go, see, si, which is yes. And then over here goes, no. So I go, see, si, which is yes. And I go, amen over here because I'm not saying no, you know. <laughs> I keep my eye on the Lord in my class to keep me and bless the women there and bring salvation. But for the most part, yes and amen. It gives me opportunity to say my yeses and amens. Amen. We choose the in Christ in Christ all the promises of God. I guess it's talking to that the fulfillment of the law. You know, the fulfillment of we when we see that we think of our needs and so forth. And I want to go to this next paragraph where it says, Now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. Mm. Okay? But that doesn't mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. Okay? So we, you know, this is, this is kind of like what we experience here when we're talking to people. You know, uh, it, it Sometimes we can be dominant in trying to teach or tell people, here's what you got to do. You know what I mean? Or put, putting their faith into practice. But it says here, we want to work together with you so you will be full of joy. Okay, that, that's an important point. For it's by your own faith that you will stand firm. Amen. So, you know, that's, that's real, real pertinent. It's like a, Christine has adapted the faith. So it's her own faith that's helping her stay strong and, and persevering day to day, you know. Um, so we planted a few seeds, and we don't have to, you know, force that faith on people, I guess is my word. We don't have to force it on them. Look, you better do these things, dominate them that way. But allow, like Randy, allow the faith to, to, to just germinate with the seed. Let it just be blossoming. Every day we're going to see little by little changes, and pretty soon he's going to stand on his own feet because it's his faith. But in the process, we work together encouraging others so that they'll have full joy. When they're around us, you have, there's, it's pleasant, you know, it's encouraging. So very good for ministry anyway there. Amen. Okay, honey. You okay, I'm good. Um, Psalm 41, 1-13 Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble The Lord protects them and keeps them alive He gives them prosperity in the land And rescues them from their enemies The Lord nurses them when they are sick And restores them to health <clears throat> Oh Lord, wow, beautiful. Okay, I prayed, have mercy on me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you, but my enemies say nothing but evil about me. How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me as if they were my friends. But all the while they gather gossip, and when they leave, they spread it everywhere. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst he has some fatal disease they say <clears throat> he will never get out of that bed 
even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my foot, food, has turned against me. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again so I can pay them back. I know you're pleased with me, for you have not let my enemies triumph over me. You have preserved my life because I'm innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Proverbs 22, 5-6 Corrupt people walk a thorny, treacherous road. Whoever values life will avoid it. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey, for reading the Word of God with me. Yeah. Blessed be the Word of God read today. Amen I, and I amen. I do want to say on number three, uh, 41 three. So the Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. The Lord does. Yeah, how, do, mm. how would you like the Lord to be your nurse? Mm, that would be... That's what I got from that anyway. That's kind of what I felt was happening. I saw that he, he, the Lord protects them and keeps them. Number two, mm-hmm. alive. He mm-hmm. gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them from their enemies. The first, yeah. I just imagine myself going around. I say yes and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your prosperity. Prosperity is, is everything, too, you know. Yeah. Prospering your health, prospering your, your peace and your provision. 